Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, Narrow Way to Broadway? Welcome to this week's prayer. Philip and I are both here this week, and we are so pumped to just talk to you about um, last week's episode and just its themes. So yeah, let's just dive right in. This episode comes with a total nerd alert. I got into looking up the roots of <laughs> words in the Bible from the Greek, so just bear with me here. Um, so yeah, so when I was researching Miriam's episode, um, which if you haven't listened to, definitely go back and listen. It's incredible. She's amazing. Um, but her mission statement at Vision Productions is essentially to tell the stories of people from history that were persevering Christians. Um, and I thought that persevering was such an interesting adjective to use because I thought that was just so specific. Um, so I got into my Blue Letter Bible app and just went a little nuts. So I hope that you find this as cool as I do. Um, so in Romans 5, 3 through 5, it says, uh, more than that, we rejoice in our trials, knowing that trials produce perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay, so here, the Greek word for trials comes from the word thepsis, which means oppressing, pressing together, or pressure. It can also mean oppression, affliction, or tribulation. But when we see the same word trials in James 1, 2 through 4, when he says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds, that's the Greek word pyrosmus, which means the trial of a man's fidelity, integrity, virtue, constancy, or an enticement of sin. And it refers specifically to the nature by which the devil used um, trials when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness before his ministry started. So super cool. That's how we see trials used. It's really an intention or an intention to entice someone's will, not necessarily a trial of like the physical body. Um, and then it, back to Romans 5, we hear about perseverance. And so I was like, what is the, you know, the root of perseverance? So here it's the root hupomene, which means steadfastness, constancy, endurance, or patiently sustaining. And a synonym for that is the Greek word makaronithemia, which means, it literally means patience, constancy, and steadfastness. And that refers to Galatians 5.22 when it's talking about the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, and patience. So here's my point in saying this. When I think of perseverance, I think of a person with a giant burden on their back, like trudging up a hill, persevering, fighting, you know, doing all the things they need to do. And actually, Miriam Webster agrees with me here in our Western world saying it is a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure or opposition. And I just think it's so interesting because I'm not sure if most of us would consider ourselves good at patience, but in scripture, patience is almost completely and like intimately equated with perseverance, that they're like almost synonymous. So I just think it's so cool because I really don't consider myself good at patience, but patience and perseverance are the same thing. And it's cool because it's like, you know, Jesus is talking to us saying, oh, you're going through something, you're tempted by something, one of these trials, like just come sit by me. And that is perseverance. 
And that's just so ironic because in my mind, perseverance is pushing through something hard when scripture defines it as remaining with the Lord, or as we see later in scripture, abiding in the vine. That is so good, Emma. So, you know, in our culture today here in the United States, it's surrounded by instant gratification. And within that instant gratification culture, the cornerstone of it, I feel like, is a lack of patience. In the pop culture of our world, we find diet culture, for example. And I could sit here and list diets all day long, like uh, low carb and keto and paleo and intermittent fasting and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, a big part of those diets is results and guaranteeing some kind of results. And yes, it gives you steps to get to those results, but a big problem. A big part of it is it doesn't tell you about the process that's a part of finding those results and a lot of the patience that it's going to take to find the results. Another example is, um, you know, we have the ability with the internet to have answers to absolutely any question, anything from how do I fix my MacBook or how do I fix my car headlight or how do I learn how to be a bee tender and start my own like bee colony and create my own honey to you know, how do I resolve conflict within my workplace or between friends? And you get the answers. There are answers there online for how to deal with those situations from professionals that know what they're doing. But once again, the process is where we've got to find patience. And a lot of us don't want to live in that period of patience that, um, that, that process entails. And, you know, one thing that I think our country is encountering in this season that we are currently in with the coronavirus and all of the social justice issues that we are encountering is fixing these problems is going to take a lot of patience. But we've labeled anything that's going to take time to fix as bad and kind of saying that that may not worth that thing may not be worth fixing because it's going to take time and patience. This mindset is not how the kingdom works. God works on his own timetable and God's not looking for an end result because he is our end result. You know, what God cares about is the process and we've got to trust that process. I know that's a term that probably grinds on so many people's nerves because it does on mine. We've all heard directors and choreographers, whatever, tell us that we've got to trust the process and rehearsal to get to um, what they want the end product of the show to look like or what they want the show to grow into. And in that moment, you're like, oh, yeah, I wish you'd trust the process. And when you get to the performances or like your final run to the show, you see that, oh, that was a, a correct thing for them to say. And, you know, God calls us to have patience during the different processes and the different seasons that he's bringing us through. Yeah. I like the bee colony. I want to do that. I want to look on YouTube. Um, well, and I also think that there's this idea of like just everything, you know, like you were saying about the process, but I think that something we buy into is that if there aren't results, quote unquote, or results that look the way we think they should look, that God isn't working at all. And I think that applies to kind of what you touched on with the social justice issues is like, if we all just sit here and be like, this is too much of a big issue for us to fix right now. Like there will be no fruit in the people who are taking the small steps to create the large steps. Um, and like basically saying like, well, what do I do about it now? It's like these things require patience or nothing will get better ever. If we all just kind of be like, well, this is too big for me to fix. It's like, 
well, you might not ever see the results, but like that doesn't mean that God isn't working. Um, and this is truly me preaching to the choir here because I, <laughs> the other day in my small group, my, we did this thing called listening prayer, which is you dedicate a few minutes to listening to the Holy Spirit on behalf of someone else in the room. And so my friends were listening for me. And the word that my friend Hannah got for me, she said, Emma, I feel like I feel like the Lord may be telling you to be patient. And I had this immediate, like visceral reaction. I was like, ugh, because I hate patience. Um, and I'm not good at it. And my Enneagram 3-ness is like, oh, well, I I like achieving and I like results. And I like knowing that what I'm doing is, you know, giving me steps to where I'm supposed to go. But I think, you know, if God, like we were talking about before in scripture, literally equates patience with perseverance and how to withstand trials, like if he's just telling us to remain in him and maybe the result isn't the pursuit, maybe the waiting itself is the pursuit. Let's pray. Dear God, teach us how to be patient. Throughout scripture and history, we we see stories of patience and perseverance and the way that you blessed people that drew close to you during times of suffering. God, right now, so many of us are living in a season of impatience, and we ask that you cover us with your peace. Amidst the turmoil of this world, your kingdom is at peace, and you are working everything out for your glory. Help us live in that truth and feel the power that patience has on our lives and our current realities. Yeah. Uh, Lord, show us what it means to find you in the waiting, uh, to feel confident in a life that is not based on results, but is fruitful in getting to know you more. God, give us discernment in the waiting when it comes to our world, whether it be waiting through the coronavirus or waiting for this earth to look a little more like heaven in terms of diversity and inclusion. Let us wait on you expectantly. Let us know in the process and see fruit in due time. And let us persevere in the way that you call us to so that we may know you better. Let that be our objective here, Jesus. Let us forfeit all notions of what it means to see results and simply desire to see you. God, we pray for any of us who are going through trials whether that be physical sickness or just temptation or sin creeping in in this waiting period, let us sit by you, abide in you in a way that allows us to flee from these temptations. Let the act of sitting with you show us what it means to be loved by you. We love you, God. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.